Oh, welcome to Pepe Sanchez, episode 25. I'm Seth Allen. This is my secret basketball podcast. Pepe does not know about this, and I hope to keep it that way. I would be so embarrassed if he did. Uh, I just want him to enjoy his post-playing career as a photographer, and I just want to like all of his posts and just be a fan from a distance, okay? Not have to explain this to him. All right, but welcome, everybody. This is a special episode because, if you can believe it, the NBA has already played 14% of the regular season. So, obviously, that's an important milestone. We have to hand out some NBA 14% of the season awards. We've played 172 games out of 2,461 depending on if you want to count the, the in-season finals championship game. Uh, it's, it's time to, you know, pause, reflect, take a breath, uh, come to some conclusions, uh, some strong conclusions that it's not at all too early to, to arrive at. Um, 172 games in the books. I've seen every single game except the Blazers because I live in Portland and it's illegal to watch the Blazers here. I would be confined to a cell. <laughs> the cell would be Root Sports, <laughs> sponsored by Root Sports. Actually, um, actually, yeah, they they do get Blazers games in the Oregon State uh, Penitentiary. So <laughs> I could be so desperate to watch the Blazers, but also so unable to afford the the traditional cable package that if I root. Re- <laughs> I'm going to go rob a 7-Eleven just so I can watch Shaden Sharp become a star. <laughs> Anyways, the 14% Pepe's, uh, the first the first winner we have to recognize is the in-season in tournament, a.k.a. the Adam Silver Memorial Cup. I'm sure they'll call it that when he dies. If he dies, he is very vampire-like looking, um, as long as he stays out of the sunlight and uh, keeps his... Uh, his blood boy close. All right. Uh, but, uh, you know, they've played exactly, I think, one game of this thing so far. And I got to say, love it. Uh, and the initial res- the NBA has been talking about this for years. The initial response when they're like, okay, we're finally doing it, everybody. We're doing the in-season cup or the in-season tournament. And I will categorize everyone's responses. Who gives a shit? Stop trying to trick me into caring about early season NBA basketball. I won't be fooled by you, but after a relentless and violent propaganda campaign, I care about the in-season tournament. I'm hyped for it. I'm already thinking, hey, it would be kind of fun to just plan a Vegas trip every year for the finals, for the final four, whatever they do down there. Um, The crazy courts, oh, can't deny a crazy court. You turn on the game, you're like, oh, this is different. Something's happening. Oh, there's a trophy. Oh, (laughs) Oh, cool. Oh, look, the Blazers get to look, be next to a trophy. Um, it's brilliant. Um, and I, I, I know I bought in because the next day when it went back to non-in-season tournament games, I was kind of let down. I was like, oh, look at this. <sighs> just, a, just a regular court. Man, who even cares about this? You know? Um, so it's it's working. I'm excited for it. You know, um, huge win. Huge win. And it was another one like the play-in where when the when it came out, a lot of people were like, lame. And then a lot of people were like, well, it's kind of cool. I like it. Oh, I also got to give a Pepe, a 14% Pepe out to the New Orleans Pelicans 
uh, city jerseys with the skeleton pelican. Have you seen the skeleton pelican? And with the glow in the dark, uh, I guess like the glow in the dark color scheme, the black and the, like the the electric kind of green glow in the dark looking stuff with the skeleton pelican. Oh, I know like the the city jerseys were you know overall not great this year, but uh, New Orleans did it. They did it. That looks cool. I w- I love the skeleton pelican. Um, 14% NBA champs, it's the Denver Nuggets. Now, this is Denver's so still locked in. The story is who can beat them. And the, the, the question I have is how long can Denver be this good before I start hating them? Because right now I'm still, I'm still an appreciator. I actually like enjoy watching their games. I like their guys. I like watching Jamal Murray run around, Jokic, of course. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. I'm even like, you know, Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, all these guys. Uh, I like watching them. But usually when a team is really good for a really long time, I will start to hate them. It's just natural. It's the 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 hater synapse in my brain starts firing. I start rooting against them. I get tired of their excellence. I want to see someone take them down. So this is just something to keep an eye on as we, as we enter 15% of the NBA season. How long can they be this good before before I turn on them? <laughs> uh, um, the 14% NBA uh, Contender Challengers Award. Um, Boston, obviously. However, look, interesting. Boston did all this stuff, you know, with Drew and Porzingis, and they looked great. Um, I think they looked awesome last year too, with the 18 and two or whatever. But they didn't really solve their problem, did they? Like, Holiday and Porzingis don't solve that problem of the wa- getting the wobbles and what do we do and, and in those big moments at the end of games, right? Um, so that's why I'm still... We won't know if Boston is it has fixed their problems until the postseason. But they, they're at 14% and they look awesome. And Philly, I gotta say, Philly is my... I, I'm loving. I watched the 76ers. Now I think they did solve their problem. All right, which is Harden is gone. Maxi is balling out, all star, right? And then Nick Nurse is coming in. He's telling Tobias Harris to that he can dribble, which Tobias has not heard that in <laughs> years. He's playing with a new a new verve. They're clicking. I actually like Philly to just slide through this year when everybody's looking at Boston and Milwaukee. I think it's at a like Ubre is playing great off the bench. He's the I'll just I'll bust the 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 news. He's the 14% NBA Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, the Chris Paul Award uh, goes to Kelly Ubre. Um, yeah, I like Philly, man. Uh, the 14% Night Terror champs. Okay, now this is with 14% of the season complete. I'm gonna spend the next 86% of the season hoping and praying that this this nightmare potential doesn't happen but it's it's part of me it's in me and it was it happened on opening night or whatever the first get games i don't think it was the, when dame had that game that 39 point and won the game i was like i could see it all happening dame clicks with the bucks they figure it all out dame becomes mvp wins the title wins finals mvp and then um, the blazers <laughs> uh, have to uh, just go away we have, we have to just go, the the franchise has to move we we have to go we have to go to we we're getting relegated we're going to just merge with the remix if that happens 
Um, it's it's the Night Terror champ of the fourteen percent. Um, fourteen on the positive side, the fourteen percent vibe champs. Oh, some say this is the most prestigious of all the fourteen percent Pepe awards, but the vibes champs, Sacramento Kings, baby. Have you watched the Kings? Woo! Stronger beam, stronger team. Um, I love it. Um, you know, Fox is hurt, so they're gonna have some some losses in the short term, but. Uh, they showed me enough to lock down this uh, award. The, their game against the Lakers is the, my favorite game of the season so far. So much drama. Of course, Sacramento's fans are always pumped to play the Lakers. Um, just a good game. I mean, so much drama. I mean, Sabonis fouls out. Uh, Fox uh, leaves. Injured. Comes back. He says, I'm fine. He comes back. He's obviously hurt. He hits one big shot and has to go back out, but he hits that shot, goes back out. Uh, Malik Monk comes up huge like he does. You know, uh, Vezenkov comes in, makes big plays. You know, it's kind of like his his welcome to the NBA party because he gets to play like so this, this tight game. He's guarding LeBron, the you know, the EuroLeague MVP of last season. Now he's guarding LeBron. Um, and then they like the beam, and they, they upgraded the beam. It is... Um, visible in the arena now which is a huge plus all right you see that thing boom go up even inside and it goes up outside it's also been <laughs> upgraded the power uh, a friend sent me a picture from 10 miles outside of sacramento it's in the country you see like a truck and a trailer and then you just see off in the distance this purple beam shooting straight up into space um, so the beam is visible from at least 10 miles outside of town. You know the aliens can see it. Um, the 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 Kings uh, broadcast is great. They have Matt Barnes. He's, like, fun. Their announcers are kind of spicy. Um, like, they're just a strip saying they hate the Lakers, which I love. Um, they, just signed, they just got Bibby. I haven't seen yet, but he's going to join the team. And it just makes me, like, I don't know why but the blazers production has you know traditionally been like very focused on kind of like generic white suburbs like sanitized product like we're not you know this is gonna it's like and it's you see that it doesn't have to be that way like the the kings are like it's fun they all everyone's excited everyone's genuine um, it's just more interesting, but, um, then again, I, I, I haven't seen the Blazers broadcast this year, uh, because I haven't robbed that 7-Eleven around the corner yet. So, more to come, <laughs> come on that, uh, 14% MVP, I'm just gonna give it to Jokic, um, and also, I think he wins the real MVP award this year, because as partially as a makeup for, <clears throat> or like a recognition for last year, they do do that, right, because he is, he is the guy on the team right now. So I feel like the the narrative, unless someone really comes out with like a, some some really wild uh, level of performance and a great story behind it, um, it's going to be Jokic partially as like a, a recognition of the finals. And I know it's a regular season award, but that always creeps into it. And I think they're going to be like, yeah, maybe he should have got it last year. Um so it'll be like a maya, a maya culpa, <laughs> maya culpa, maya culpa, maya culpa. That sounds like a soccer player, um, you know, for last year. 
And I do think here's here's my the MVP in waiting is Luca. Where so right, we know the media votes on MVPs. They are suckers for a, a good story. You got to have the story, right? And all Luca needs to do this story. It's sitting right there. I I see them. I see the talking heads salivating. They want this to be the story so bad of like Luca has matured. Luca has grown up. He doesn't he gets back on defense instead of uh, complaining to the refs every single play. He visibly tries on defense. It's all right there. It's all right there and I think as soon as Luca gives them enough for that to be the story, I think that's going to be his MVP season. All right. So it's up to him when he wants to do that. Um, 14% rookie of the year uh, is Victor Chetwim Ben Holmgren. This is going to be a whole thing all season. I've been trying to think of a better rookie of the year race, and I, I can't really. I can't. Uh, where it's wire to wire to, like, of these types. This is like, they're both kind of like the the future type of the NBA, right? That we think it's all going to be these kinds of, like, crazy looking <laughs> humans doing everything you know um i was thinking back the last like i remember when ben simmons and donovan mitchell had that thing which was just it just reeked of like flaccid try hard shoe company marketing like remember when donovan mitchell wore the adidas hoodie with the definition of rookie on it and nobody really gave a shit um <clears throat> but this one is a good one i can't I, it's my favorite it's, I can't remember a better rookie of the year race. Um, so, you know, already I'm giving this rookie of the year race, the rookie of the year race of the year. <laughs> and he, people are like, it's going to be like Victor, Victor Chet, Victor Chet, Victor Chet. But think about, think about the possibilities here. Like this is on the table. Victor wins rookie of the year. But Chet becomes the first rookie ever to win defensive player of the year. That's possible. Vic, he's. I think Chet's going to have, like, he had one uh, nine-block game already where he tweeted at the NBA that they screwed him out of a block, which apparently maybe they did. Um, I think Chet's going to have, like, those ten-block games that get, you know, that get a headline. Um, Oklahoma City will <laughs> probably have to be better at defense for people to support that because – I think so far their defense is actually worse than last year. But nevertheless, it's possible. Victor wins Rookie of the Year. Chet wins Defensive Player of the Year. First time a rookie's ever done that. Um, <laughs> Brandon Miller wins Sixth Man of the Year. He's up there for Sixth Man of the Year, right? Uh, so, okay. Victor wins Rookie of the Year. Chet wins Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Brandon Miller wins Sixth Man of the Year. <laughs> and Scoot Anderson wins the... Jay Walker Kennedy Citizenship Award. <laughs> All right. All right. It's going to be fine. Um, and I did mention oh, the, the Chris Paul Sixth Man of the Year Award. It is uh, the Chris Paul Sixth Man of the Year 14% of the season award is Kelly Oubre. Um, but this is really competitive. You know, I think it's a. Uh, but it's kind of a nice thing for Kelly, who, you know, he's been good. Um, just nobody, he's kind of been below the national radar for a while. So playing a key role on a, on a contending team, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be the year of the, of, of the Ubre. Uh, Chris Paul in, in Golden State, by the way, annoyingly working so far. He, Chris Paul has six turnovers 
on the, for the season total. And he has the ball all the time. Um, and I think maybe at this point, the Warriors just needed a guy to come in and to just ha- make them not have turnovers for 15 minutes uh, while people, you know, get a breather or whatever. And that's probably it. So far, it looks like it, it looks pretty good. Um, the 14% Comeback Player of the Year Award. Now, you may... A lot of people have forgotten that the NBA used to do Comeback Player of the Year. This is one of my favorite awards. The NBA did it in the 80s. Um, <laughs> and they got rid of it because it kept going to people with drug and alcohol <laughs> problems. But however, we're the new... And they didn't want... They, I, I am guessing, conspiracy theory, they didn't necessarily like that for you know, the league being known for, like, having so many of these issues. But, you know, especially in the 80s, of course, that was that was going off. It was a fun time. But, um, you know, now I think the NBA, don't, NBA cares, right? We're all talking about mental health. Um, you know, Kevin Love, you know, is having anxiety attacks, and we're all loving it, right, supporting it. Um, so maybe they can handle, you know, giving one of these to a, to a, cokehead every once in a while uh who goes to rehab in the offseason but uh now i think it would be mostly injury guys anyways but i think so the point is bring back comeback player of the year don't be afraid all right and the 14 percent comeback player of the year pepe award winner i can't call it man but it's between ben simmons and zion (laughs) see isn't it a fun award Ben Simmons has been, um, you know, he's been he's been doing something, you know, um, helping out my fantasy team as a as a late round pick for sure. Um, and then Zion's been incredible. Obviously, Zion is always incredible. It's just, uh, you know, can he, you know, stay out there? Uh, and I think the Peloton, I think Zion, I think the Pelican skeleton, the skeleton Pelican, um, you know, it lost the weight. Maybe Skeleton Zion is next. I don't know. 14% um, of the NBA season question of the year. Of the first 14% of the season. Um, the Spurs are so close to being good while actually still mostly sucking. You know, and I think it the vibe going into this season was, you know, the Spurs are going to use this year to um for fully full for development and assessment they're going to see you know let victor get all the reps possible sohan is going to work on his playmaking um and get that skill and then everyone else we're going to assess how they fit with victor what else victor might need but 14 percent in which again is a perfect time to jump to conclusions there are a five seed and kind of a like a five seed, like as a mess, right? Wouldn't they perhaps shift into, okay, let's, let's make some, some deals, some smaller deals to just boost our, to just be a playoff team. Let Vic, let this, let this young squad get post, start getting postseason experience. Let Victor make the playoffs his rookie year, you know? Um, and maybe they could use a young, but steady, uh, scoring guard who could stretch the floor for Victor could help Sohan uh, run points. Yep, it perhaps a gently used Anthony Simons, 
would be perfect for, let's say, a first-round pick, maybe Toronto's one through six protected pick that they got that they're sitting on. Uh, and uh, the salaries actually work out pretty easy, thanks to uh, McDermott. You know, his expiring, and they could do like him and Devontae Graham or something. And it would work out pretty, or they could, you know, get more creative. I don't know. Maybe this, maybe they want to add players, add teams, whatever. But uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I think this that puts the Spurs, you know, moves them up just a little bit of an organizer there, a little consistency on the perimeter. Um, Victor gets even more space. Hey, that's just it's just a fourteen percent question. You know what I mean? That's all it is. That's all we're doing here. We're asking questions. Um, that is it. That is fourteen percent of the season. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you to my sponsor, Root Sports. Uh, I'll see you soon. Thank you, Hey Seth Allen, all platforms.